to run it. Where do you, do you have anywhere in particular you want to begin? Um, I don't, not necessarily. I mean, we could, we could bounce around. I mean, it's really just. All right. We've arrived here now. Okay. We've arrived where I'm officially asking the question out loud. What was eBay Udoka's career stats? Not from a, from a, oh, you only did this and that as a player. And now you're trying to. Here's here's my theory, right? And I'm I have basketball references sitting right here at my fingertip. I haven't opened it yet without looking at what he did or did not do. <clears throat> here's my theory. I think first of all, let me look up his age so we can figure out where he and LeBron are in. So he's born in '77. I so he's six years older than LeBron. So they're quasi wow. quasi contemporaneous. Here's here's my theory. Before I start looking. Okay, six six, small forward. Okay, power forward. Yeah. So here's here's my theory. In his day, Udoka was good. Probably could have been better. And probably, if you ask him, definitely would have been better if he'd been given more of an opportunity, better situation. You know, Jamie Fox, Al Pacino, coach, try to make me a defensive back because I got quick feet. You know, dinner any given Sunday. Yeah. But. I see him, and I vaguely remember, I guess, I see him as like a Darvin Ham, like a Bison Dele, a Luau Dang. Like, this guy can do everything LeBron, so he might have been actually the type of guy that was good at guarding LeBron, okay? Like a Luau Dang, you know? Uh, and I think that uh, he probably... Everyone always says, oh, well, LeBron doesn't even shoot that good. He doesn't even handle that good. Yeah, he passes okay. But it's like, okay, bro, but the speed, the athleticism, the jumping ability, and whether you want to acknowledge the playmaking ability or not, he doesn't make a lot of dumb plays. I mean, usually he just shoots bad threes when they're already going to lose now. But <laughs> And so here we are, bro. Ime Udoka, career fucking stats. He averaged five, two, and one. Damn, that's a lot more than I thought to be quite honest. What would you have prognosticated? I would have put him I wouldn't have put him over three points a game. Career three point percentage. What would you have guessed? Well, when he played, they weren't taking that much. He was on the Spurs. Well, just his percentage, yeah, not his 30, 31. 35.6. Okay. 70% from the line. It's kind of weird. Uh let me see his career fucking highs. Career high, Jesus, 21. Yeah. Career high rebound, 14. All right, man. So, I mean, whatever it is, I'm asking you, bro, what's the deal with this fucking guy? I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he knows something that we don't. And not in some, like, hater way. Not like, I think it's good to challenge LeBron. There was, for people who don't know, Ime Udoka got thrown out of a game. He already had a tech. He might have called LeBron a B-I-T-C-H and whatever, you know, but this is our co-host who's not with us tonight is like vaguely quasi-obsessed with Udoka. You know, (laughs) had all these issues in Boston with the infidelity of his own behalf and then speaking allegedly otherwise. And it's just like, so he's not, he's, he's, he's saying I'll shoot the fade with LeBron 
And to be fair, this is not a podcast that says LeBron can't fight, nor is it a podcast that says LeBron's been in 20 fights in the NBA. I think it says something that nobody ever fought you to. Not even a Chris Childs two-piece. God rest, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant. Nobody ever even really tried LeBron's chin, right? I mean, there was that little scuffle he got into with Nazir Muhammad, but... Oh, oh that might have been uh, swept under the rug if it was by the... Yeah, that was during the second Bush administration? Yeah. Uh, let me and, look and, I, and I don't ahead, know how yeah. many people... I don't know how many people really pay attention to how LeBron handles himself when he's in those situations, but he tends to chirp a lot as he's moving backwards and letting his teammates get in front of him. So Which I don't, is, yeah, I don't think ahead. he's, and I understand he's the face of the league and has been for a while, but at some point, like every other high profile athlete in, in, in basketball, you're going to have to defend yourself. And he has a tendency to just Ooh. chirp. Yeah, and, go ahead. And, Sorry. I just and, saw it. Yeah, and he lets he lets his teammates get in front of him, and then he starts moving forward again, which I think is, I mean, some people would say, "Oh, that's smart," you know, but it, it's smart. Ooh. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, he got that that shelf was pretty hard, right? <laughs> well, and the thing is, you're doing the you're you're looking at the referee doing this or that, whatever you're doing, and this is this is kind of what happened to me at Club Madonna. I was, I didn't have my feet set at all, you know, like, yeah. so you didn't have to shove me that hard, but yeah. he catches him with his center of gravity is so high. So what we're talking about, this is game two of the Eastern conference semifinals or finals. So I thought you were talking about Spurs. Nazi. No, no. Yeah. Okay. No, no. This was when he was in um, Chicago, right? Yeah, buddy. Dude, Jesus fucking Christ, man. That's this lineup on Chicago is tough. It's fucking they was the one shooter they have out here, and then it's like Boozer. Is that Jimmy Butler? Uh Butler might have been. Might have been there, yeah. And then Derek Rose. And then so yeah, so so LeBron also in like a pure judo athlete fashion, he actually he slides, but there is a little moment where his his right wrist does have to do a little bit of flacking to sort of slow down his fall, you know, on the right side. Uh-huh. Like Nazir Muhammad definitely did like catch him lacking and shove him completely to the fucking ground. And he's ejected uh with nine minutes to go in the second quarter and Chicago leading by three. I don't see that. Oh, man, I don't know, dude. It's tough, though. If he didn't have another tech, man, that's a tough one. This is a quick ejection, bro. Like, man, to think they didn't even go to the replays on that, you know? Yeah. Because he, he, if LeBron had been paying attention to Nazir Muhammad instead of putting on an act for the referee, he wouldn't have launched you know so even if he'd been hurt he wouldn't have been able and you're right this is such a good memory by you because this was one time when lebron said okay now what going forward i either a can't get caught lacking and putting on that much of a show for an official when a real hitter might be ready to slide me and he's lucky i mean dude imagine if nazi muhammad just just chris childs him right there yeah that could have gotten real ugly 
And what's he mad about? They basically get tied up, and Nazi Muhammad's like, yo, stop crying to the fucking rest. Like, you're being just as mm. dirty as I am. No, if I'm not mistaken, something happened earlier in the game, or maybe okay. right before that, where, where kind of LeBron, like, gave him a little nudge. Um... He tried to be, you know how LeBron does. Let's, let's, let's be honest. He's a little dirty, and he just gets away with it for whatever reason. He's, he's, but he is a little dirty. Well, look, Muhammad took, a, took offense to it, and he said, okay, I got you, and, just, and caught him sleeping. And the Bulls are also aggregating LeBron agitators. I mean, Nazi Muhammad, LeBron's probably had enough of him from when he lost to the Spurs, right? In yeah. 05 or whatever. Jesus Christ, he's been balling a long time now. Yeah, he was in there a long time. The, the year that, uh, where they go? 07 was the first time? Yeah, 07 okay. when the Cavs got swept, yep. Yeah, by the yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, he probably lost the Spurs twice even. Did he? Maybe just one Spurs loss. Did he go to two finals with Cleveland before he leaves for Miami? No, no. Just one, one he lost he got swept by by the Spurs in 07, and then he lost to the Spurs with the Heat. Let's see if there's anything on Udoka and LeBron scrapping. So whatever, I guess Udoka's saying, Hey, I'll fight you, basically, you know, like and I know you're not going to fight me. I know that we are not going to fight, you know, because you're LeBron James and I'm Yume Udoka. Right. And it's like, whatever. But he's basically also saying like, hey, bro, uh, you know, and it's true, bro. We've never seen, dude, even Buddy from the Pistons that was going so crazy. Isaiah Stewart. To, yeah. He was really trying to get to him. And that's And that's the thing is, like, I understand, again, LeBron being the face of the league. You, you're not going to get into anything like that major with anybody. And nobody should really get into it with you like that. But because LeBron does do some dirty things that nobody really pays attention to or doesn't care to pay attention to because it, he is who he is. Some of these guys just don't care. And Isaiah Stewart clearly is one of those guys that just doesn't care. He was about to not care if he could have gotten. Because yeah. he really he went after him several times and was had to be restrained by several people. Yeah, that was a funky bunch. That was a funky so, one. But um, so yeah, looks, man. and it looks like people call LeBron a bitch here and there, and it's like it looks like that has become a point of contention with him, which I understand. Which is, yo, bro, if it's just you and me, and you come up to me, and you know, before the out of bounds play, when you you come to to d up, pause, and you if you say to me, just you and me, that no one else can hear. Yo, stop crying like a bitch, man. You know? Yeah. That's different than you're on this, and there's all these people that can hear it. You know, whether it be your team on the bench, the fans, other people, it's like, dog, you're not finna just, like, bro, I mean, damn, dog. Like, he must really feel a type of way, bro, to just, even if you want to call LeBron a bitch, but I'm going to make a point of it to get this off right now. Like, I'm going to call you a bitch in front of these people. But but for some reason, I think that specific word really triggers LeBron. LeBron. Do you remember a while back? I forgot. I think he was in Miami. Or it might have been right when he went back to Cleveland. He was walking through underneath the basket, and there's that video of that chick yeah. that was yelling at him. And she yeah. called him a bitch. And he got offended. And security like motioned to her. And I'm like, I'm like, I understand these some of these people that buy tickets to any of these games. They you feel don't entitled. have freedom of speech at a game. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, it's not like she used any derogatory. Yeah, yeah, she language, said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she said slur. She got to go, but a stern yeah. warning. 
Yeah. You know, or if you talk shit about his kids or his wife or his family, you know, stuff like that. But if you're just going to say, yeah, well, where are we adjudicating, bitch? I mean, is bitch a slur in a, you know, at this point now? Like, it is, but like, first of all, it came from a chick. So if if LeBron's really going to get bent out of shape at some random little girl, because she probably was been early to mid 20s, it couldn't have been a 40 year old woman calling him that. It came from a chick who was probably had a couple had a couple of drinks, and he really got taken aback by it. But not everybody likes you. And furthermore, bro, you know how many people probably call it. And this is not to get on some branch, Ricky. Like you know, you've got to be better than them, Jackie. Shit, but you know how many people call MJ that black cat a motherfucking bitch, and he probably just pretended he didn't even hear. And in the third quarter, when the noise was so deafening, he fucking looked back at the chick and said, "Who's a bitch now, huh?" Right after he dropped right. thirty-seven and fucking shot the lead up to eighteen and was about to check out for the night. Right, I, I feel like as an athlete, in most instances, unless you're specifically targeted, in most instances, shrug it off and let your play do the talking, and then you just walk away. Now, there's certain instances where you're provoked or attacked, like with Russell Westbrook, who's constantly remember the, the situation yeah. in Utah. And then become, well, now it's become a thing, yeah, where it's a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy of, of a caricature, yeah. Right. So that, you know, that that's different. You know, somebody came up to LeBron and while he was on the court and nudged him, while he, that's, by all means, lose, lose your marbles. But if some little girl's yelling at you because she don't like you, you got you to gotta be the bigger person and just walk away. Like, don't and, even acknowledge it. Well, it's one of those things, right, that LeBron, while he's, quote unquote, chasing a ghost, right, with MJ... He was mm-hmm. never able to benefit from direct mentorship, which is also, I think, one of the one of the strongest parts of the LeBron being the clear, you know, number two goat of all time. Is look at it, bro. If MJ wasn't a little worried about it, shit, MJ even mentored Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they were friends. You know, like we've never heard about that. We've never heard. MJ and LeBron be like, oh, we're not cool, but Mike's not like, you know, Mike talked about how Kobe used to call him and shit like that. Yeah. They had that one moment at the NBA thing where they all got the jackets on the NBA 75, but if LeBron was under Mike's direct tutelage, that would never, ever, Mike would be like, bro, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Be like, people but, used to call me, fuck, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say is, and, and a part of that, part of the reason why LeBron's never really been under, the uh, use the word tutelage under the protective umbrella of his elders is because he's he's always tried to separate himself from everybody like again my biggest issue with the guy is okay you're a phenomenal athlete you're a great basketball player i don't think you're the greatest basketball player the rules are different uh the league is different uh they're catering to you a lot more because you're the face and you you bring in the money but you don't. There's no need for you to say I'm the best. Th- that those words should never come out of your mouth if you, that's really who you are. I don't think I've ever heard Derek Jeter say I'm the best shortstop ever. I don't think I ever heard Joe Montana say I'm the best quarterback that ever lived. Like th- you don't say those things because you know it, and you just let again let your play and the way you handle yourself speak. But he's made it a point to separate himself like that. So that's why. Well, at I, least at I, times, yeah. I mean, God, bro, he's been playing for so long, like. Dude, I'm watching this shit from 2012. The footage looks like it's a fucking Kennedy assassination. <laughs> and then we're talking about he went to the finals five years before this, and he's already been in the league 10 years. 
right. in this clip that we're watching. He's I mean, my most... age. Yeah, he's 40, right? Uh, he's 38, 38, 39. No, no, he's 39, bro. If he's not yeah. 40, because we graduated high- is it you American Hustle? Did you know Smokey Black before that? Well, we went to different schools. LeBron, I gra- <laughs> LeBron, I graduated the same year. I think, I think he's 03. Uh, let me see, bro. Uh, well, yeah, he came shot out of high school, and he got and he got drafted in 03. So, and look, all this stuff about basketball side is just basketball. LeBron is a good is a good guy. Maybe cheated on his wife. Maybe got caught. Maybe maybe didn't. Maybe fucking did some you know diva shit but doesn't rape people, doesn't, you know, do fuck shit, you know, build schools. And, you know, even if people disagree with, well, they criticize Mike for not talking about politics. So now LeBron says something about this or China or Beijing. And it's like, Oh, shut up and dribble. It's like, all right, bro, you can't fucking win for losing, but not here. Is he, is he 38, bro? Hold up. You're lying. 38, dude. He should be 39, and I think at the end of this month. This, no, no, he, yeah, the end of this night, yeah, December 30th, he turns 39. Yeah. So, okay, so he's a little younger than me, man. Damn, bro. Jesus, bro. That's a long fucking career. And how do you see him playing this year? Like, so I far, mean, what would you say? How does he, how does he, how does he measure up for you? Pause. Like, does it look like he's washed? Does it look like he's holding something in the tank? To me, I don't even know how to evaluate it. It's so weird. I'm never going to say that he's washed just because... No, if he's 45 and he's washed, you got to say he's washed. But go ahead, go ahead. But but there's nothing that he does that's outside of him, his physique being still... I mean, he spends over a million dollars or something on his body a year. So he should have that body. And he should be healthy enough to play... 65 to 72 games a year oh, of the yeah. 82 game schedule but there's there's nothing that he really does that's outstanding i i get it he's, but he's at just his, decent at everything yeah at, just like yeah, well dang just like emo doka but go ahead at, at his age he shouldn't be jumping through the roof mm-hmm. so but there, that's the athletic aspect as far as a basketball player he makes layups which he's always done his entire life he gets he's gonna get eight to ten free throw attempts a game which he's done his entire life he now, now I'll tell you this: the last three to four years, he's a much better three-point shooter than he was before that. Well, I just yeah, it's taking smarter, smarter shots. Like you know, even though sometimes he takes some really dumb ones. That, yeah, uh, that whole pulling up from the logo when he's not that guy, that really bothers me. But it's either his, um, he does that when we're up ten, or and we're trying to push it, or we're down ten, and I know if I miss the shot, the game's over. Basically, like for the most part, even though that's a terrible shot, Trey Young shooting that when they're down one. You know, with like forty <laughs> but, seconds to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, not but that's Trey. That's yeah. Trey Young trying to be like Steph Curry. That's the problem. And also just being impatient and being a fucking asshole, which is fine. I actually like that part of his game. My thing is, yo, if it's a winning formula, you got to understand putting pressure on the defense is one of those things. Like I always said to people, if I was a football coach, right? I'm running hurry up all game. And then I'm making you sit there on the line with your hand in the dirt for 30 seconds before I snap the ball. Yeah. And let the defense make the adjustments. And I might, I might snap it. I'm not snapping it on the one zero every single time. Right. I'm going to give you some variation, but uh, within the last five seconds, I'm making you get ready and hold your position for 30 seconds, every single fucking play. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because I know when I played football, that was a pain in the fucking ass. I was like, yo, this fucking sucks, bro. Like, we're just going <laughs> to sit here for fucking 30 fucking whole seconds, you know? And uh, I think that's where part of the new edge rusher position kind of evolved from. Interesting. We talk about Brian's this guys like LeBron size. It's like, yo, fuck this, bro. I don't care what you do. Whatever the rules are, I'm not putting my hand in the fucking dirt. I'm just going to fucking wreck your fucking game plan. Or maybe I will put my hand in the dirt, you know, whatever the fuck. But your your Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are not going to dictate whether or not I'm running out of energy by the time the third quarter runs around. Mm-hmm. I think huh? Los Angeles is actually kind of dangerous, bro. Cam Riddish is the number four overall draft pick, bro. That was like four years. How long has he even been in the league? Uh, this is, is, is this year four or five. Dude, yeah, he's because he came in with Zion and and RJ Barrett. Dude, he's twenty four years old. Okay, uh, excuse me. He was the tenth pick. He was the tenth pick. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. He's seven one. No, 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 no. That's his wingspan. No, no, I was no, about no. to say he's six, saying six, he's six, six nine now, or six eight. Yeah, probably without the shoes. Dude, how the fuck? Okay, the tenth pick, and then, but then, dude, Tori and Prince, like I just see Reddish as the fact that they've gotten him to buy into playing defense and like just kind of being a LeBron teammate, you know. But that—that's the thing—is that that kind of stuff wears down on the average player. It looks you know like they got him for the season, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying it looks like they might have him for now. Yeah, on that on that level, and I think that's important, and I think it's valid, and. But they've also they've also lost two of the last three games and been blown out in those two losses, and you can't you can't really like that's not a good that's not good because if you're trying to get everybody the problem is is you're trying to get all the young kids to buy into hey LeBron is the guy if AD is not broken he's the next guy and then Austin Reeves would be your Third option. Yes. I mean, yeah, you're right. On paper, I just, that's kind of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're right. Reese is definitely schemed as the third guy. Sorry. Right. So, so with that, with that being said, you're trying to get these young guys to buy in, but you're buying in. And then you go out there and you lose by 40 something. They're not going to buy in. Well, because LeBron missed the pull up three before the half that was going to cut the lead to seven. And then they came down and got a three point play. And we LeBron talked to the analytics guys at halftime. And they said, you know, our win probability is sub 81%. And they packed their, their pass or fail every game, you know, they're either going to win it or they're going to, they're going to basically give up, you know, and, and not expand a bunch of energy which is the, one of the differences with Mike, whereas MJ's like, yo, I'm playing every game, you know, all the way. So the, also Mike, you know, wouldn't even, he wouldn't even let you get a lead that big. You know, he'd start fucking punching people before he went down, you know, 30 <laughs> fucking but, points, right? But but MJ also trusted his teammates a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, Michael Michael had much better coaching, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. But, and, but but the LeBron's a coach killer. So yeah, it's yeah. that's and that's that's the flip side is LeBron could have the best coach on the planet, but once it doesn't go his way, that's when he's gonna interject. And then like, why do you think LeBron's never played for um 
Don't somebody say Popovich. Like, so I, oh, no, no, but that's that's the first yeah. name off the list is somebody like Popovich. Or Larry Brown or fucking well, even Rick Carlisle or Yeah. Maybe, see, that's why look I at, thought the thing was interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, look at what? Look at the coaches, look at the coaches that he's had. Vogel. He had he had Paul Silas. Now you stuck right? me with the Israeli guy. That was some bullshit. I'll give you that. So he you had Paul Silas at the beginning, right? In Cleveland, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was like welcome to the league though. And then who was the next the next guy in Cleveland? There was what three or four coaches. Oh, the first God. time, uh, Byron Scott, um, and uh, so, Mike, Mike, what's his name? What are you right? Like, and now? and then you yeah. go to you go to Miami, and who's the coach in Miami? Spolster, who was the vid- video editor for ten years. And to so, his credit, he wanted Riley to come coach the team. He wanted Riley to do to Spolster what Riley did to Stan Van. You know, right? But but Spolster can coach. I'm not taking anything away from Eric Spolstra. I'm just saying back then he was still a po- he was a pushover. He wasn't he wasn't a dictator, you know what I'm saying? Like well, most he of was your, in the process, yeah, that was big growth probably for of being groomed by Pat Riley to be a really good coach. And he's a great he, to do what he does with the lineups no, that he's he had is, the last he he is, yeah. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He but, he, he kicked Bootenholzer's ass so bad. But he still he still year. fits into the he still fits into that mold early on where he was a pushover. So LeBron used to get away with certain things in Miami. And then he goes back to Cleveland. And who's there? Uh, this guy, David Black, right? Yeah, that was and, some bullshit. And, and, and then he gets him fired because he doesn't like the way things are going. Like, so well, he's I think he really... wanted Black gone right away. And then Gilbert made him wait a little while. Right. But he's never been, he's never been under a coach that's been the – that's – the the alpha like He's a Phil Jack yeah a Phil Jackson a Pat Riley. you know what would have been interesting when who was still fucking around at the time when LeBron was getting his shit together was Isaiah even though I think Isaiah Thomas is like a complete nut job I love him to death you know he's, um, he's bananas oh, yeah yeah but if, if he'd been like you know I just want LeBron to like have control of the offense and we're gonna have like I feel like he could have gotten away with his little act that he was so who did he coach he coached Toronto for a while right. Before he um, went into the front office, or he coached Indiana too. Knicks, was he? Co- well, I think he was he coaching the Knicks, or he was the. G- I think he did both jobs for the Knicks at one point or another because he, yeah, he did right. Uh, I think so, but he, he did was definitely the- GM of the Knicks. Yes, uh, uh, he- and him and well, Dolan, you know, Jimmy probably they're friends. So, and that's another nut job. Oh my God, who JT in the straight shots? He's such a he's such a clown that guy. Like, just sell the franchise. Nah, because the franchise is the building. Now he said, "I'll sell you the Knicks," but I'm keeping Comcast and Madison Square Garden and Penn Station. You know, you want to buy the fucking Knicks? I'll sell you the Knicks. No fucking problem. All right. So he coached in the CBA, basically ran it into the ground. Probably might have been assigned to do that. Actually, might have been a covert agent sent to tank the CBA. Uh, executive VP of the Raptors. He he brought the Raptors into inception. Drafted Damon Stoudemire and Marcus Canby, Tracy McGrady. He always drafted well. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah became the head coach of the Pacers in 2000. Oh, shit, dude. So that was... He must have not stayed because then they played in the finals. Um, Again, in 2001. Then in the Knicks, he's hired as president of basketball operations in 2003. Looks like he might not have coached the Knicks. Oh, oh, okay. 2006, the Knicks fired Larry Brown, and James Dolan replaced him with 
Isaiah Thomas on the condition that he show out in progress. So he did. He definitely yeah, he, did. It wasn't he wasn't there very long. What is his coaching record? And then he coached at FIU. Holy yes. shit. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh nine. But he was Seven. getting into a bunch of he got into a bunch of trouble over there. Well, he should have at least won more. <laughs> Seven and twenty-five. Then eleven and nineteen. Okay. But he was fired. What kind of trouble? Personal stuff or paying the players? Uh, I, I honestly can't remember exactly what it was, but I know there was some issue because remember he had he had issues with wasn't he uh somewhere before or after the Knicks, wasn't he with the Liberty? Oh God, yeah. And there was uh, an issue there. And well, whatever they, happened. Yeah, they had the issue, yeah. Whatever happened with the Liberty, something similar happened to FIU. And because they were like, it's it's happening again. And then he disappeared and he came he came back. And I think ever since then he's been doing TV. Yeah, yeah. They pay the settlement in 2006. Yep. Do you do you uh we'll come back again later in the week? I mean, if you want to run another segment, I'm down, but uh I just uh we're already up against the break on the first pot uh segment. So it's up to you, man. I'm running. Yeah, stand stand by and grab a soda and uh and enjoy the intermission, and we'll be right back with my man talking to New York, Orlando. Happy holidays! Let's go.